The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, December 17th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are ready for the week that is to come. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, it's here It's not what we expected, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, one of the longest rivalries in the NFL, a great one, a riveting one, and one that requires a guest. That's right. The one and only Micah Pushel from Iration Push Daddy on Twitter. You might remember hearing from him back in the summer. Um, Push is a big 49ers fan and um, somebody that I think uh, is a great troll when it comes to the Cowboys. And so I sat down with him, talked about the game that's coming up. And, you know, I, I do think, and I know we've, we've kind of, this has been a weird week, um, but the juice that, that, we wanted for this game is is definitely not there for obvious reasons but it's still going to be really fun and really interesting because of the domino effect that it's going to have in the nfl draft and the offseason and things like that and so push is a big Dak prescott fan he uh he made his case for why dallas cowboys fans should want the team to pay qb1 and so i'm not going to hold you back any longer let's go ahead and get to our interview with the one and only micah pushel from iration right here on the ocho Pleased to be joined now by a very special person, internationally famous, great friend of the show, although bitter rival this week of all weeks. The one, the only, you know him, you love him from Iration, back by popular demand. The one and only, Poosh. Poosh, thanks for joining us uh, this week of all weeks. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. You know, big week. Um, so you are um, a more notorious Cowboys hater, I think, than most. San Francisco 49ers fans um you kind of touched on this in the summer when we had you on I know you were kind of apprehensive back then right like why do you even want to have me on um it was when the pandemic first hit and I was you know I thought we would explore a lot of cracks of the earth um yep. and obviously life has uh, has not really changed a lot how, how have you been how, the, the album came out coasting since then and it's been really 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 awesome it's been part of many golf rounds that I've played since then Nice. Uh, yeah, we we put out an album, Coastin. Um, it's done very well. Uh, we're super happy to be able to play it a few times, and uh, we're we're looking forward to being able to go on tour next summer and play. Um, 
there we go. The baby's joining in already. That's what I've been doing pretty much every day is, uh, you know, being dad. And uh, that's my alternative to tour. So uh, I'm not touring this year, but hopefully next next summer in 2021. And yeah, we're just, you know, it's kind of the Groundhog Day scenario. And, uh, you know, the Niners haven't been very good. So not the best year, but uh, pretty good with uh, my daughter being here. So wow. That's awesome. Um, you had a, a drive-in version of a, not a tour, but a performance um, accessible on Iration's website right now, right on demand. Very cool. Uh, had you ever done anything like that in your career? Uh, no, I've never, we'd never done it. We got offered to do it kind of earlier in the pandemic and we were just kind of waiting to see if the, sure. the kinks were worked out and if the safety and all that stuff was cool, just because we didn't know at that point. So yeah, we went ahead and uh, did it, and it was totally cool. We uh, everyone got together; it was super safe. We got all got tested. We have, you know, two guys with little babies and uh, one pregnant uh, 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 partner in the works. So uh, <laughs> a bun in the oven, so to speak. So we got, you know, everybody was very diligent about it, and the shows were everybody was in their cars. It was distanced, super cool, and uh, outdoor. So it was really fun to play, you know, on a big stage again. It felt like a summer stage. It was these out, these kind of 360 stages where you play in, you know, a big circle and the cars are surrounding the stages. And no, it was awesome. I had a great time. And just to be able to play the new songs live in front of actual people and not just on a live stream was really cool as well. So yeah, you guys have um, have done, I think, a better job than most. Uh, working through life now um i don't know what to call these a lot of bands i feel like are doing these but you guys did a really great job of like and i don't know what it's like to record this when when you record a song individually and then you like piece it together um you did that on the iration youtube channel a couple of times what that has to like what is that like it's different i mean usually when you're i mean we're kind of used to doing that just because we all live in different parts of California now and uh, just because of scheduling and stuff, we generally cut, uh, most of the time we're cutting separately anyway. So mm. it's not the weirdest thing and a lot of bands do that. It's just, um, you know, in the initial probably tracking of drums and, and bass and stuff like that, we'll get together and, and then obviously in the writing sessions and the pre-production stuff, we're all together and playing it and kind of working out the kinks of the songs to make sure they work and, and uh, then when you actually comes time to record, you know, it's like everybody can kind of get in the studio on their own, you know, schedule and do their own thing. And usually I'm last, so <laughs> vocals are last. So it's like, yeah. I get to kind of, I'll be there and pop in and out. I don't have to be there all the time. We have a good producer. So um, I can just kind of trust that everything's going to be super good by the time I get to it. And yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's cool. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to see how you guys have handled things. And, and hopefully 2021 offers a chance for, for normalcy in a lot of ways. Um, it seems like the Cowboys and 49ers will play next year, too, just because they're both in last place in their divisions. Um, that could certainly change, although I, I would argue that that's unlikely. Uh, but it is Cowboys Niners week now. We talked about back then having you on. And here we are. Time, um, time just doesn't exist anymore. We all just live in one big blob. Uh, Poosh, I want to start you off with a trivia question. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers have met 29 times in their history. Do you know how many of those the 49ers have won? 
I don't off the top of my head. I mean, I could probably guess. It's I'm guessing Dallas probably has some sort of advantage at this point just because of the last, I think, three in a row you've won, maybe. <laughs> Two or three at least. So I'm going to guess probably – you said we met 29 times. I'm going to guess 29 times. San Francisco's won 13, 12, 12, 13 times. You are um, wrong, uh, to be blunt. Um, so there's a tie in there, um, which really? kind of muddies. Yeah, there's a tie in there. Uh, the 49ers actually have the edge. They've won 15 times, and the Cowboys have won 13 times. Uh, to your point, though, Dallas has won four of the last five. Do you know the yeah. last 49ers win? It was the Harbaugh. It was the Harbaugh win. Um, I'm not sure. I think it was 2013 or 2012. It was week one of 2014. And 2014. Yeah. I will. I will never forget. I saw a tweet that day uh, when Dez got utterly blasted. Um, there was a like a tweet of just a photo of that happening, and yeah. it was it was like De- the the caption was like Dez dying on the cross for Romo sins. I mean, it, it was that was a really bad and every like every Cowboys fan loves that year for Romo, but it, it started off on a really 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 bad note. That was a really and that was before the 49ers fell apart. Like that was still coming off the three NFC title game. That was, so that was we started off well and then we finished. I mean, a lot of it was injuries. Everybody got injured that year. Uh, you know, it was Kaepernick's kind of last pretty solid season. He he played, he actually played pretty well in that game. Um, I do, I had a lot of money <laughs> and bets down in that game with, with, with friends. And that was the first, that was the last time I f- remember feeling confident that we were going to win the game uh, against Dallas, just because that defense and that team was so physical. I just, it was a good team. You know, we had a lot of talent um, this year, you know, if, at the beginning of the season, I felt pretty confident that we, we could win the game. And now with just through the sheer amount of injuries, I mean, no Dallas has been through the same kind of thing. Um, I don't even know who's going to be starting at quarterback uh, when we, when we, you know, start the game. I don't know. I think it's a toss up at this point, you know, and being in, in Dallas, it's, it's definitely a toss up game at this point. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, whether you've established any bets or plan to, but the 49ers, at least we're recording on Wednesday, are three and a half point favorites. Do you feel like that's fair? Because I'm I'm a little not like overly stunned by that, but I'm a little stunned by it. Yeah, I think I think the you know, Dallas has kind of shown some signs of life in the last two weeks. Uh albeit against teams like I mean uh, the the Bengals and and uh they did play uh was it Baltimore? Yeah, last or the Steelers. Uh, Tuesday. The Steelers. Yeah, and they played the Steelers tough. So there's the defense I think is starting to show is starting to sort of turn the corner a little bit. And although they, you know, they kind of got run on a little bit. Um <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah. Um Dalton he started off slow, got injured, obviously. I think he's starting to play a little bit better. I don't know. I just think with how injured we are, it, it's it's hard to know which 49ers team is going to show up. You know, last mm-hmm. week thinking that we should w- win that game against Washington pretty handily, uh, it just fell apart in the middle of the game. You know, it started off all right, and then the defense is just, the offense just blew it. You know, essentially, you know, they didn't score. They, I think they scored one offensive touchdown in the entire right. game. And so, and it was because of a turnover. We turned over in our, in our, you know, half of the field. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I think that, you know, it, it comes down to whether or not turn the, we don't turn the ball over. If we, I think if we hold on to the ball, I think we can win the game. I think we can score. I think we can run the football on Dallas. I think alternatively, I think that we can probably stop Dallas's offense. I <laughs> just worry that things, weird things happen. And if it's Mullins or Bethard, who knows, the ball is going to get turned over. And that's, that's the key to us losing the game is if we turn it over, we're going to lose. I believe it was Bethard the last time the Cowboys played the 49ers in 2017. I think they had just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo and, and weren't, weren't mm-hmm. trotting him out yet. Um, and it's, it's weird. Like the Cowboys and Niners have met so infrequently. Um, things just haven't lined up for them. And I think we were both really excited for this game when we talked last because, I mean, you had the reigning NFC champs and this team that a lot of people thought were going to be good in the Cowboys. Um, and, and Poosh, I don't know if you saw this. We tweeted this out uh, from the blog and the boys account on Wednesday. Um, on Good Morning Football, they posed the question. Um, I don't know if you're fortunate enough to have made your fantasy playoffs. I'm not. Uh, but uh, the question was, should you start Ezekiel Elliott or Jeff Wilson? Um, in in week 15 like that's that's what it's come to you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah i made. i actually did make the playoffs and i'm in the semifinals in in both my leagues and uh the funny thing is i'm actually playing my arch nemesis cowboy fan buddy in the in the semifinals and his name the name of his team is literally the dallas cowboys this year (laughs) because he drafted dak cd lamb gallup and uh, I think he had Dalton Schultz or something at the beginning of the year. And so he just had he, – he just named his team – because we had one guy, obviously, that was the football team. Every league, sure. I think, has to have yeah. somebody that's, like, the football team or, like, right. you know, something like that. And then so he was just Dallas Cowboys. So we're playing this week, and uh, it's going to be heated because, you know, obviously the, – the, the problem is is that he has been on the rhetoric now of – we're playing for Dallas is playing for a draft pick and he's right. He's like, we can't win any more games. We need to get a pick. Like, like, let, like we're taking the rest of the season. And, and so, but we're, you know, and we're kind of in the same boat now, the Niners knowing that it's unlikely our season goes to the playoffs. So, and there's all this talk in San Francisco now about wanting to draft a quarterback and wanting to move up and get a, get a guy get the BYU guy. And, so now we're kind of like, if we win the game, you know, if we win the game, we're moving back in the draft, Dallas moving up. And now it's this weird dichotomy of like, we're actually, the, the winner is actually the loser in this game. So it's like yeah. your, your pride of the team is battling with what's probably best for the team in the long run. So, it's, I mean, you know, that's the cop out. If you lose, one team loses is you're like, yeah, good. We lost. We get the draft pick. You know what I mean? And then you can kind of ride that way, but we'll see what happens. I know it's, I don't think either of us really wants to lose. Yeah, I mean, like, the normal juice is gone, um, certainly. Like, there's no question about that. And, I mean, to the to your point, the Cowboys currently hold the fifth overall pick, and, and they have one less win than the Niners, and they have the 12th. So the, the difference in winning one game is substantial. And I think that John Lynch might swear against this, but he was on, I think it was the Peter King podcast in the offseason, and he basically said that the 49ers really wanted C.D. Lamb. Um, and, and Brandon Ayuk's been awesome. Don't get me wrong. And I think that worked out really well, but like, that's the difference, right? Like if, and if you, if you win this game, you go from having CD lamb to, you know, you get fortunate that you get Brandon Ayuk, but what if it's Jalen Rager? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, and there's, right. there's a lot that, that can swing one way or the other. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I think that that actually happened to us a few years back when we, I think we moved from like four or five to 13 because we lost oh, the, like, the, the last six game wins the, in a row or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. And, and, and uh, it actually hurt. It hurt us quite a bit. <laughs> and, you know, when we, you know, getting, getting Nick Bosa was arguably, you know, the biggest thing that's happened to the franchise. You know, that was a, such a huge factor in the franchise turning the corner. Um, what he did for the defense. Um, it's obvious you can see the difference missing this year with, with him and D Ford being gone for our season. Um, so, I mean, we understand and, and not to mention that the Niners have, I think 40 free agents that they have to resign after the end of this year. <laughs> and they have about 30 million in cap space. So it's looking like a major restructure is happening. And we have nine draft picks at the moment. I think that there's going to be a major investment reinvestment in the team through the draft we're obviously going to have to try to get Trent Williams probably re-sign and then Fred Warner. Um, those are the priority guys. I think that uh, the most intelligent thing to do would probably be to start thinking about moving on from Jimmy G and drafting a quarterback just so that you don't have to pay a quarterback $30 million a year. And she agrees with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and I think we're going to probably end up losing guys like Jaquaski Tart and Richard Sherman and right. some of the, you know, Western Richburg and some of these guys that have been D Ford, obviously, I think are those kind of guys are going to end up falling by the wayside um, just because we just can't afford to pay them. Will you miss Sherman? Because I feel like it has to have been a very complicated experience to root. And, and he's been like a really great. 49er if that makes sense like he's kind of carried the mantle really well but it's got to be awkward to have like him of all people be that guy yeah I, I I'll miss Sherman I think you know just it's noticeable what he does for the defense um just as far as just being just the confidence I think that he brings to the, the team and the swagger I think that's one of those things I think a locker room presence is so big in the NFL I think it's bigger than people give it credit for. I think that's one thing that I think I mentioned about Dallas is that they've lacked over the years is like kind of that like champ championship guy that the guy with the ring in the, in the locker room. That's like, this is how we, we do it. It's how you conduct yourself, you know, and this is how, you know, a pro, like a top level guy, a winner, a winner does it, you know, I think they, they tend to bring in a lot of talented guys, but they don't have that. Any of those guys that have the, the, the Super Bowl pedigree that come in, you know, McCarthy, I guess, would be that at the moment, but that's looking like that's the case. I mean, the, you know, they, everyone's doing the Belichick versus Brady uh, right. kind of power, oh, power yeah. rankings every week. And I think that the Rogers versus McCarthy power ranking oh, is dude. looking pretty strongly in the Rogers camp at this point. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's just, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a few guys like that, you know, and D Ford, I, I mean, D Ford, I, people underestimate, I think his value to the team when he's on the field, the defense was much better and the production was, was there. I just think that, uh, you know, there's going to have to be some casualties and that's because there's cap things happening. Sure. Um, I think that's well said. I, um, so Poosh, I mentioned um, it's not hard to find Poosh's um, Cowboys trolling on Twitter, like a quick, 
quick Twitter search uh, from his handle and just the word Cowboys is um, it yields a lengthy response. Um, and I, I, so I, I want to read you one of your tweets uh, from October 1st, 2016, a really successful year for the Cowboys. Um, and I think this, <laughs> this shows the disconnect, I think from like a, like a fan base and people that view it from the outside. So this was right after Randy Gregory had gotten suspended. Do you remember what you tweeted? Any, do you remember anything close to it, maybe? No, not at all. That was way <laughs> too long ago. I don't even remember what I tweeted like two months ago, let alone, you know, four years ago. So I'm, I'm actually anxious to come. So um, you said the Cowboy. you responded to a pro football talk tweet. Uh, I know you read Niners Nation and obviously Blog and the Voice, but this is a pro football talk tweet uh, with the news. And you responded, the Cowboys have drafted so many players with off-field problems and get so little criticism for how many blow it. Um, I see, like, again, Cowboys fans have dragged the team for that. They, like, they're, they treat second-round picks like they are this bargain thing. You know, like, let's, let's experiment with our second-round picks. Like, and, and Randy Gregory is one, like, extreme example of that, and he's turned out to be a nice story, obviously, that everyone's rooting for. But like Jalen Smith, the the next year or that year actually was a rookie is another example. Like you can't you can't like risk second round picks. You know what I mean? And that's just what they do, and it's terrible. Well, I think that they have this tendency to go with the second with the second round picks. They go after these guys that have these you know these high upside. Yeah. Theoretically high upside guys. You know. Yeah. This but is why they fell, like, and we'll we'll take them there, and we'll look smart. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, they've had some, some have, have paid off, you know, like Lyle Collins, I guess you could say is a pay, was one that paid off with a kind of a weird off field thing. And then, you know, Gregory, when he's on the field, he looks like he's a, he's a good player, but it just seems like he, you know, he's one of those the guys that just can't really get it together off the field. And then it ends up fighting Dallas, you know, and that's a big issue when you're missing on second rounders like consistently because that's where uh, the foundation of your team you know obviously the first rounders matter but like second rounders are foundational guys sure um so on january 12th 2019 this was uh the 2018 playoffs the cowboys had already beaten the seahawks you would think that you would have been pleased about this uh but, but the, <laughs> the cowboys had beaten the seahawks in the wild card round and then went to LA to play the Rams. Um, and you had two tweets. You, your first one said Cowboys fans getting a little too confident and you threw out the dreaded uh, ellipsis, the three dots. Uh, and then afterwards, good night Cowboys. And then good night with like six O's. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of sarcasm in these tweets. <laughs> it's funny because none of my, my friends that are Cowboy fans are even on Twitter. And so I don't even know who I'm talking to. I think it's just me being able to like throw that out there into the, the ether and just like my, like let it out. It's like the primal scream of like joy when the Cowboys lose. I think I get, sometimes I get more joy out of watching the Cowboys lose than I do out of like the Niners winning games. And that's kind of weird, but I think that's, it's just become this thing because my I have so many friends that are Cowboys fans that it just gets so heated, you know, and, and when you have a, a group chat or a fantasy chat and it just becomes 
back and forth and back and forth and back and forth that it builds and builds and builds. And then you, you know, it's like you're just as invested in the Cowboys failure as you are in, you know, the success of your own team. Um, I don't necessarily like hate the Cowboys. It's not that it's just, I see, I feel like I see all the things that are wrong with the Cowboys and I feel like <laughs> Cowboy, Cowboy fans are just blind to all those things. You know what I mean? And it's like, at the beginning of this year, I said, I was like, I don't think the defense is going to be, I think there's got to be a tweet somewhere, or, or maybe I said it on the pod with you. I said, I don't think the defense is going to be ready to play. Like um, with no preseason, I don't, you know, yeah. I question McCarthy being a better coach than Jason Garrett publicly to Mina Kimes. And, she, you know, she said, she was like, but she said, yes, he's better. And so <laughs> TBD, I guess, uh, you know. Well, but like, no, nobody hates Mike. Well, like people hate Mike McCarthy, but because they need someone to direct their hate. You know what I mean? The, yes, the person, yes. the person that people truly hate is Mike Nolan, who I'm sure you have a similar hatred for just as a 49ers fan. Yeah, he's terrible. I mean, they both were terrible for the 49ers, to be honest. McCarthy was 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 really bad when he was the offensive coordinator for the Niners. I mean, given he wasn't working with the most, you know, top-level weapons and talent in the NFL, but he it wasn't good when he was with us. Um, and, and Nolan wasn't either, for that matter. I mean, not, not many have been over the last sure. 20 years, but... Um, that's just how it is, you know, and, and as a Niner, Niner fan, we're always going to we're always going to look at Dallas. I think it's just one of those franchises that you're always going to look to and be like, is that that that's the as long as we're, you know, we're measuring measuring ourselves against Dallas always, I feel like. And, and there's something about Jerry Jones that just, I think, tweaks West Coast people and, and just gets under the skin of, of like Bay Area people in, in general. He um he said this week he was talking about like before he owned the Cowboys that like he was watching like the early '80s Niners one day and he's like telling the story and he was like yeah I was just sitting there with my shirt off and he just like like for no reason like revealed revealed that he didn't have his shirt on that day uh, which was was quite the visual I do want to drop one more tweet for you Push uh, this is a bit of I guess a positive one um, on May eighth twenty fourteen um, if if <laughs> if you can't process when that was this was the 2014 nfl draft um and the cowboys took so jerry has also this season called zeke the team's best player which is so stupid um right. the team's the team's actual best player is zach martin and this was the night that the cowboys drafted zach martin do you remember what you tweeted anything at all because this, this is kind of memorable i think oh i probably i probably hated on it but i mean that yeah like taking the guard i i think just taking guard is not I probably maybe mentioned the value. I'm so I'm just surprised I was on Twitter in 2014. Let's be <laughs> honest with you. Like I don't even remember being on Twitter in 2014. You tweeted good pick, just boring as hell. That was your exact <laughs> <laughs> well, tweet. Damn, I was on then. I, I yeah. was on about the picks. All right. Yeah, because they, they passed on Johnny, so whatever. Uh if you're interested, uh your first Cowboys tweet or the first tweet that mentions the Cowboys uh was September 5th, 2012. Um, so it goes even further back. You responded to a Skip Bayless tweet. He said, I'm not sure I see the blatant jersey grab by Skandrick on Cruz that the NBC guys just saw. And you responded. You put him in his place, Boosh. You were the most biased Cowboys fan ever. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I 
2012, man. Who knew? Who, who would have thought that tweets could come back to bite you? That I mean, I don't know that that one is. I don't think <laughs> any of these have really bitten you. <laughs> like, I know, all, I know. All of They're actually are, been are pretty on, pretty spot on. I, I was yeah. expecting a lot worse. You know, I've I've done a good job of censor. I think censoring my uh my tweets and not not going full hater mode online. Yeah, which um, is possible to do. I mean, you know, it can happen. It, it, um, this one has not aged rather well. Um, so I, I promised you no more, but this one I just had to, and especially cause he got an interception, which is such a rare occurrence on December 13th, 2015, you tweeted, anybody have any proof that Byron Jones isn't terrible, hasn't done anything for the Cowboys all season. And you dropped two hashtags. One was, one was just hashtag Cowboys. So good social media work there. Uh, and the <laughs> other was hashtag Jerry Jones sucks. So good job. I guess. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. And what <laughs> happened with Byron Jones? Yes, he he wasn't good, by the way, for for like what was it two years at least? Maybe it was three? like it was like three. Well, in in Byron's he defense, kept this switching the, back and forth. Yeah, right? that was the Cowboys' fault. They kept it was is he a safety? Is he a corner? Whatever. And then once he finally played corner, it was like, oh crap, this dude's badass. Yeah, and they just needed to they needed to use him, and they just needed to man him up on the outside and just just play man and let him use his physical, physical traits, his length, athleticism. But they had him playing safety and then they had him playing corner and it was like the adjustment year of that. And then I think they, I don't know, they moved him back and forth like three times. And I think that's what I was like. He wasn't producing and you know, he wasn't, he was covering, but he wasn't making any plays. And I mean, obviously he's turned into a decent player. He got paid like the Cowboys didn't resign him, which I thought, I actually thought I think it was a mistake. Um, it was. And, uh, you know, they obviously decided that they're giving their best player, quote unquote, a <laughs> giant payday was more important. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's got to be something on there about paying Zeke and paying running backs. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of that, that deal. I know that uh, I listened to a, a podcast with, um, the guys from the ringer and uh, they were, it was a, basically all about Dallas and they were saying they think there's a lot of, about Jerry Jones that he realizes that, you know, Zeke is what he's worth to the franchise is so much greater, you know, from, from a marketing standpoint, sure. from an image standpoint, you know, Dallas is about stars, right? Dallas is about drafting guys that end up being big, you know, these big personalities, he's, star star type players you know you look around the board it, you know even a cd lamb is that is that type of guy right cd lamb amari amari cooper not as much but a name right right des bryant before him and so you know i think that's where he went with that and i think that maybe they that was probably one of those where i'm sh like sure like mcclay and maybe uh maybe the the younger guys in the room were trying to being like, you know, maybe not Pam, maybe, maybe we can work a deal with Zeke and get him. And, and Jerry just probably was like, no, we got, we're paying Zeke and probably just pulled the trigger. It's, um, it's a point of frustration for a lot of Cowboys fans, but you're right. Like Zeke is this like magnet that like even last week against the Bengals, the announcing crew is like, why aren't they feeding Zeke? It's like, dude, cause every time they feed Zeke this year, it's a disaster. Like he's got more fumbles than any running back in the NFL feeding Zeke is not a like a good idea in 2020 but like like at one point people used to argue whether Dak would be a legit quarterback without Zeke 
like that you know what i'm saying like that's the level of hysteria that this once was at and so um it's been a rough year for zeke in that capacity well now there's this whole thing on on 49ers twitter sites that's like winner gets dak <laughs> like we'll we'll Dude. take Dak. like trust me like what we what we've been going through we will take dak dak prescott happily you know and i mean even if we have to pay him 40 million i think we take that just because right now you know you can't you can't win in the nfl without a quarterback that like a true franchise quarterback from an outside perspective and even from a dallas you know being as biased as i am against the cowboys <laughs> like i think dak is 100 percent a franchise quarterback like I watch him play and I'm like, I mean, yeah, like he does have the occasional mistake and the occasional interception, but like, Everybody even at the beginning of this year, the guy, yeah, you know, at the beginning of this year, the guy was, I mean, he was picking defenses apart and just producing, producing, producing. And really it was, it came down to the defense being just awful as to why those, those games were close and they were losing all those games, you know, for the most part, he was doing all, all the things that he could possibly do. We just want, like, as a Niners fan, we just want a guy that can operate, you know, and, 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 and the fact that he can escape, he can run a little bit, he can move it, move around and get yards on the, on, with his feet, that's huge. We haven't had, I mean, we had Kaepernick, but Kaepernick couldn't do the other thing. He couldn't stand the pocket and, and kind of carve up a defense and, like, really run. The, he was all off schedule. Yeah. Jimmy G is, is, like, almost there, but he's just not athletic enough to really escape. And obviously now we've been watching Mullins and Mullins and Bethard who are almost really neither. And so <laughs> just having a pack, somebody that can operate the offense, somebody that can make off schedule plays, can run, can gain yards on the ground and has shown to me, I think Dak has shown that he's clutch. Like he can come through and when in the, you know, it, whether or not it wins the game because of, you know, this reason or that reason, I think it's not always his fault. You know, some, a lot of times he's being put into these really poor situations due to the fact that the defense is just not that great, you know, yeah. and you can't expect a guy to win every game with a minute on the clock. You know, there's not, not everybody's Patrick Mahomes on everybody's, you know, Rogers or Sean right. Watson or Brady, you know, but he's, I um, think he's definitely that level just below those guys. I think that's important. A lot of Cowboys fans hear you say that you would love to see your team pay Dak Prescott because there are still some ridiculous ones that um, can't come to that realization, which is um, sort of a daily battle for us at Blogging the Boys. Um, so I co-host a show on our SB Nation NFL podcast with a 49ers fan, and I'm well on record with him uh, who the 49ers quarterback will be next year. I know you said there's obviously some, some draft potential there, but I think it's going to be Matt Ryan. I think that, that like everything makes sense there. Um, like that the Falcons are going to rebuild and need to move on. I don't know where Julio ends up, but, and Matt Ryan, Kyle Shanahan, like that would be fun. I feel like I, I don't, I don't told, I'll be honest here. I don't totally hate the 49ers. Um, and so like, I would enjoy watching that at the very least. So the, the I've heard that rumor. I've been hearing that rumor. I think the issue at Matt Ryan's dead money situation next year is like 31 million or something crazy. So it's the same thing that's happening with Wentz and right. uh, and Stafford. I think Stafford is the other one now that they're talking. A lot of people are talking about in the Niners going and getting Stafford or Wentz or one of these other guys. And it, the problem is their dead money uh, situations next season are just all three of them are crazy because they all sign these big deals. And, you know, for the most part, they're backloaded deals. And so I think that, 
you know, before they have these opt-out years for the team, these, these team opt-out years before you get there, I think Wentz is, isn't for another two years. I think Ryan has right. one more year and Stafford at least, I think is like a $21 million dead cap number. So I think that's the issue. And that's why I think like Shanahan, I think he's probably, you know, thinking back on the draft where they took Solomon Thomas and then Deshaun Watson and mm. uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, went afterwards and he's going like, man, what it would be, what it would be nice to have one of those guys, like, <laughs> you know, in their third year or last having them last year in their, you know, third or fourth year on a rookie contract, you're right. winning the, you're winning the Super Bowl, you know, essentially if that's the case. So, you know, I, I think that's just where if I'm him, I have a hard time if he's the GM slash head coach, I have a hard time believing that he's not looking at the draft and going like, can I draft? Is there one of these guys in the draft? And yes, we can, if we, we have nine picks, if we can leverage, you know, two first round picks or maybe more, maybe a little bit and some change, uh, maybe we can get move up and get one of these guys, you know, the Zach Wilson, or I don't know if you can get up the fields, maybe get Trey Lance, one of those type of guys. And then you're working with a quarterback on a rookie deal for four to four years, essentially, you know, and then you can build through free agency and through other means. You have the ability to sign guys and stuff like that. Beat the Cowboys on Sunday, but beat uh beat the digital ones in your fantasy league, of course. Uh, yes. And then and then move up to fifth overall, where the Cowboys are at. We want to trade down, so I mean we're perfectly fine figuring this out. Um, you know that w- I I would love that, and like that's that's what because that's a really if you're the Cowboys and you do resign Dak, like that's a really precarious spot to be in because like what are you gonna do there? Like it, you know, there, there's nothing I that think, you can like instantly add. Uh, I think you, yeah, I think. You, if you're the Cowboys there, you're either trying to add some sort of premium pass rush guy, a corner or a tackle. Right. That's where you're, where you're looking. I mean, Tyron Smith looks like his seasons are starting to kind of dwindle. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, he was one of the, probably the best contracts in the NFL for the last, you know, four or five years, just signing that super team friendly deal (laughs) for a guy that should have been, getting paid more than anybody else in the league to play tackle. Sounds like you and, hate this too. Like you're just so bothered. Oh, it, bothered, it does bother <laughs> me. I'm not going to lie. And it, it's a good, it was, he signed a deal that was not good for him. I mean, if I was, if I was, you know, his agent, I'd be like, I'd be pretty bummed out. Like looking at all the money that, you know, guys, other guys are getting paid now, you know, and. Does it bother you more that he's like a get. California guy that like, you know, helped the Cowboys? <laughs> Like a well, Trojan good, horse, I mean, no pun intended. There's no denying Tyron Smith is an, is like an all-time player. You know, he's an elite player. Um, I I've talked to guys that my friends that have played in the league and asked them like, who's the best player you ever played against? And they're like, Tyron is like a, a freak. Like he's impossible to get to the quarterback. He's just so long and like strong and athletic. And so you know, yeah, that's he's the proto. He's a prototype tackle you know Trent Williams right. is that for us and we need we're going to need to sign him and I I mean I, who knows what type of deal he's going to ask for it's going to be in close to 20 million dollars and so 
you know, we have a lot of that of, of our own issues going forward. And luckily we have nine draft picks. I mean, we can look in the leverage. If we're going to leverage a couple of picks to get up and, and get a quarterback, it's going to take a while, but it's going to take a few picks and, and, and definitely some capital to, to move up. The Cowboys at five wouldn't be a bad, honestly wouldn't be a bad place to, to get to. Uh, and I think, I don't, I don't think that there's any sort of issue with the, the Niners and Cowboys front offices. Um, working together to get a deal done. I think that I don't think there's any bad blood or anything like that. I think they'd be open to doing something. I think Jerry intends to re-sign Dak. I would hope so. I think if you go back to okay, now let's draft, let's draft the guy and let's blow this thing up and start over again. I think that's a dangerous, dangerous game to play, especially with you know what his record of where he was trying to go at quarterback. You know when he got right. Dak trying to get Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook before he wound up getting, you know, stumbling into Dak in the fourth. So <laughs> I think that's something that you, you know, you got, you got a guy. I think your fans need to just, just understand that, that finding a guy like that, a, fran a true franchise quarterback is extremely lucky and hard to do. <laughs> like as the Niners are, have shown since basically Steve Young, Young and Jeff Garcia that we haven't right. been able to, 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 to really find that guy that it is hard. And there's a lot of franchises out there that are in the same boat, you know, and they would gladly trade places with, with uh, the, the, the Cowboys to get Dak. So I think you got to just, you got to swallow that pill, pay the guy. It's in four years, it'll be a good deal again. Three years, it'll be a good deal again. Once right. the, the next generation of QBs gets signed right. Lamar Jackson and all those guys. And so that's just how it works, you know, and just play the game, you know, and uh, build around Dak. Maybe you get rid of Zeke eventually and you get out of that contract. Because <laughs> uh, that is just a, an anchor on the team right now, I think. That's all well said. Push for GM. Um, I have two more for you. Uh, my first one, I'm, I'm sure you've answered this a million times. What's your favorite time from coasting? Oh, it's impossible for me to answer that. But I think, sure. you know, the, the, the fan favorites are definitely uh, Guava Lane, I would right. say, is, is one. I think that's just kind of a true song about that. Any, even though it's about, you know, growing up in Hawaii, it's a song that anyone can understand about kind of being young um, and, and growing up. And then uh, I, I'm personal. I, I, my personal favorites are um if you only knew featuring the common kings and uh contact high coasting those are my, i think those are the ones i i tend to revolve around what about you well guava lane um we talked about this last time i listen yeah. to you guys a lot when i golf yeah. and and like that's the perfect i'm i'm not like I don't, because I mean, I at, here at, at, in our home course, I ride my cards. So I'm not the guy walking. So like Guava Lane right. is the perfect, like just you like crushed your three hybrid 210 yards and you're just driving up to it. Like that's the perfect like point that I hit. Um, doesn't happen a lot, but, um, <laughs> and so, but like, I really like Coaston's great. I mean, like the whole thing is, I've, I said this last time, I say this all the time. Like it is the best, like golf music, it's the best you know, grilling music, it's the best. Uh, like you can, like, you can run to it. Like it, it really, you guys have a really diverse, like, I don't, I don't know a, a time or place that I wouldn't feel like 
it is the right type of music to chill to. It's we under from what we understand, it's great boat music as well. I think people love sure, it I on boat. I think just all of our entire catalog, you put it on in the boat. If you're out, I know there's a lot of people on boats and lakes and in in Dallas and in that in that area. And uh, the they call, they call it Metroplex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Metroplex. Metro <laughs> uh, that's the, the, the a big boat. We have a lot of we have some friends down there that that live live next to live on lakes and they that's what they that's what they do they do the wake surfing they do the boat boating and all that stuff and so i think barbecues and boats go well with iration golf anything outdoor i think is right. good no i agree um i actually thought of one more before i get your cowboys niners prediction where does man okay. united finish in the table <sighs> i think they finish <laughs> i think <laughs> <laughs> I think they finished somewhere around where they finished last year. I, I mean, I, I hope they finish top three. I would. I think that it's been a good week so far. This, I, this yeah, week. yeah. I, I think that you know Tottenham is kind of throwing throwing the 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 wrench into the everything right, right now. I think them coming out hot. I think Liverpool is obviously nearing the end of their kind of four year cycle with that with that squad i think that they, this is maybe the last year of that squad kind of being effective same with Man manchester city i think that they're kind of mm -hmm. on the back end and i think man U is kind of on the first couple years of this cycle going up so they really need to start to capitalize i think they still need a couple more pieces to really challenge for the title i i really do think it's going to be if top top if spurs can stay healthy i think that they could maybe pull the upset this year and I think Chelsea is also kind of scary just because they have so much talent mm -hmm. um, and young talent. I think that's going to be the main competition for the next four years for Man U is going to be Chelsea uh, more than any other more than any other team outside of Liverpool and City. So yeah, um, I think Tottenham will probably start to waver a little bit and kind of fall back. I think maybe this year they can pull it off. But I think realistically, Man U, you're looking at if you get in the top three, that's a good year, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that United and Chelsea are kind of assimilating to where Liverpool and City have been in this run. Like, like that feels like the like the Indiana Jones swap of sorts. Um, but with Tottenham, is just, just a weird outlier that is there. Uh, but that yeah. was a great all or nothing. I don't know if you checked that out. It was super awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, Poosh, Cowboys Niners, pick it. Who wins? Why? Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Niners, um, twenty-eight, seventeen. I think it's. I think that's a realistic, realistic score. I think that we can run the football. I think that Shanahan versus Nolan is a mismatch. I, I, the reason why I, the reason why we lost that that Redskins game is just purely because of the the Redskins front being just so right. talented. Our, Offensive line is so beat up, and the interior, especially, has just been so finicky. We're on around literally our fourth string center, um, so I think that we can probably handle Dallas's interior, and we're strong, still strong. I mean, at the tackles, I think we can handle Trent. Can, Trent Williams can handle Alden Smith, and I think that's not going to be an issue. And I think Shanahan's going to be able to scheme open the guys over the middle. I don't see who's going to cover IU. Uh, Debo's probably not going to play, so that's going to be an issue. But you don't need him. Um, I think I don't think I think we're going to run the football and run it pretty well as, with Jeff Wilson and 
uh, I think we'll be able to stop Dallas enough enough that we, we can hold on to the victory. I agree. It's a shame this game got flexed out of Sunday Night Football, but that's um, that's just the way things are in 2020. So, uh, Poosh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us again. Uh, best of luck to you in your fantasy playoffs. Best of luck to United. I would say best of luck to the 49ers, but I would be lying, obviously. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And uh, go Niners. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Poosh from Iration, Micah Pushel, the great Poosh on Twitter at Poosh Daddy, as mentioned. Coastin is a fantastic album. If you uh, follow me on Instagram at RGOcho, I'm also at RGOcho on Twitter, you would have seen that Iration was among my most played artists in 2020. Um, I love their music. I golf a lot. I talk about that a lot. And it really is the best music to golf to, to chill to, to cook to, to whatever, drive to. I mean, it is um, really, really relaxing. My favorite songs uh, outside of the latest album are Too Good To Be True, Already Gold, Reelin', um, you know, there's just there's a there's a high number. They're they're one of the, the the types of bands that you can hit shuffle and not ever have to change it. Um, so really 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 awesome stuff. It does seem like the Cowboys are going to get some help back in their secondary. Uh, Trayvon Diggs activated from or brought back rather from injured reserve. Excuse me. And Chidabe Awuze activated from the reserve COVID nineteen list. And so that was very good to see. Adam Redman also brought back to the practice squad on Wednesday. So um yeah, 49ers week. It's here. It's glorious. Let's have fun. Let's embrace it. Uh, but uh, later today, you will have a brand new episode of Broadcasting the Boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. Make sure to subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast network so you get access to all of our wonderful shows in one neat and compact place wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Last night, I went on live. We do a live stream every Wednesday night and following every Cowboys game, 7 p.m. Central Time on Wednesdays. You can obviously rewatch that at your own perusal as well. As it is Thursday, the third day, we have a new episode of The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL show. Myself and fellow 49ers fan Rob Stats guerrera we preview the entire week to come with regards to the NFL. So very excited for this week. Lots of fun matchups. You can go check that out. The SB Nation NFL show also available wherever you get your podcasts. Do me a huge favor and have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you in the my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.